2: For all of us,
0: it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck.
2: Embracing change creates great possibility.
1: I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. This week on the podcast, we've got one episode per day, all coming from the Adobe Summit in late March and I hope you enjoy each and every one of them.
2: I'm David Cancel, I'm the CEO and founder of Drift. Well, welcome to Marketing Today. Thanks for having me, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, listeners
1: may or may not be familiar with Drift. The B2B ones I'm sure probably are, mm-hmm. because you have like 150,000 people mm-hmm. using it. Yep. but. Can you tell us a little bit about what drift is? What do you do? What you provide? That kind of thing.
2: Sure. The easiest way to think about it is that we connect your sales teams with people who want or ready to buy now. Right. And okay. we do that through something we call conversational marketing. Right. And so whatever you do from a marketing standpoint, whether you send out emails, you do events, you do field marketing, you're, you have an outbound sales approach. At some point, your buyers are going to come back to the website to investigate. And at that point, we turn that kind of anonymous experience into one where they can have a conversation with someone on your team or with one of our bots that does sales qualification. And then we can figure out if we should route that to one of the sales teams, a salespeople who may own that account. Okay,
1: great. So we're here at Adobe Summit and along with the Marketo and Marketing Nation group mm-hmm. of people, and you just made a significant announcement in partnership going deeper with Marketo and <laughs> Adobe. Tell us a little bit more about what that new level of partnership looks like.
2: Sure. So we are lucky to have been working with Marketo uh, in the past, and uh, this deeper integration this, that we announced today, a joint product that we call Conversational ABM, so Conversational Account-Based Marketing. right? And the idea with it is that Uh, You do all this hard work. To build up your Marketo database, right? Whether it's from a sales standpoint, marketing standpoint, you build up your list, you do all that stuff, and you wanna give this ABM type of experience. You wanna give these people a VIP experience. And so, how do we take that power that's in that Marketo database and bring it to the website so that we can recognize someone that comes when they come and actually have a customized conversation waiting for them when they show up on your website?
1: Got it, mm-hmm. got it. Well, I was just doing a roundtable with um, a bunch of CMOs. One of the CMOs was leading the roundtable on ABM and implementation, and she mentioned Drift, but we didn't get into the Mm -hmm. details of that. But I bring it up because for her, going through the first two steps, basically, of identifying those accounts, Narrowing the targets down for ABM to be effective, and then enriching the data because yep. they don't know everyone in an account, using other types of tools that are out there, took six months. Yeah, so it's a it's a process. It's a and, big process, and a lot of alignment with sales. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're the marketer yep. in that regard, so what will this integration look and feel like? Mm-hmm. Like if if I you know I've already got say. A CRM with Marketo mm-hmm. layered on top, mm-hmm. and I now put Drift in yep. to do drive this conversational ABM. What is sure. that? What's the handoffs look like?
2: Yep, and we've seen, we've lived through it ourselves, but we've seen it with a lot of our enterprise and uh, commercial customers where they've spent, you know, six months, a year kind of rolling out this ABM approach. Mm-hmm. But then they drive them back to this anonymous experience. You right. know, it'd be like, you know, if you were here in Vegas today, if you were a high roller here and they, every time you came in, they treated you like they didn't know you, right? They, <laughs> you'd be like, what's going on? And and if this casino was spending a lot of time trying to get you to come back and they bring you back to an anonymous experience, it would be a weird experience, right? right. And we just met today. But if I saw you tomorrow and, uh, and I just talked to you the, like I never saw you before, then that would be a weird experience. And so <laughs> what we're doing is uh, we're basically – taking today, and what I'm ex- excited about with this partnership is that the hard work has already been done, mm-hmm. right? So the these marketers have already defined the list. They've already defined the context. They've already defined the strategy. And all they're doing, this is as turnkey an in integration as we've ever done, is by adding Drift to their website, now they can personalize that VIP experience at scale. And so now we will take those lists that already exist, and we will... Uh, we will know what to do when those people show up on the website the next right. time, and so and no human has to be involved, right? Like this is all bot powered, mm-hmm. and so we'll have a customized experience there. And then uh, basically, it's a new channel to be able to use your lists on, right? Right? Instead of an outbound, this gives you an inbound approach, an inbound net that you can use for all your outbound activities.
1: So, in the the non technical mm-hmm. technical description yeah. of this yeah. is. You're using the database that's in Marketo yes. of customers and mm-hmm. you know doing your identity yes. discovery in terms mm-hmm. of who, who this anonymous visitor might be and yes. then linking those two things together. Linking
2: them together and then show, giving them a customized message for them. For
1: them. Yes. And then through obviously through the chat experience, you actually can probably drive you in stronger linkage to oh, actual absolutely actual individual level.
2: Yeah. And so we might know it's a VIP. It's Alan's, Alan's here for the first time. Wow, this is a VIP here. He's from Marketing Today. But... We have, we've never moved him to the next stage of mm-hmm. the consideration process, which is like now we need to qualify him. So now the bot knows that and will start to, when you interact with it, start to ask you those qualifying questions. And then if you get to a qualified state in the middle of that real-time experience, then we will know, okay, who owns uh, which sales rep and which office and which location owns marketing today as an account, right? right. And so we'll ping, when we'll ping that person, or we'll see if they're around. And if they're not around, we'll offer up their calendar. And so let's say it's my calendar and say, hey, Alan, sorry, David's not around, but uh, he'd love to chat with you. Why don't you pick one of the times that you want him to get back to you at? So the power moves to you, the buyer. You decide, hey, have David call me back or have him Zoom me back or whatever at this time exactly. And so that becomes the experience. And for that sales rep who was asleep or busy or what have you, all of a sudden they have a qualified demo opportunity. Right. Without having to do any work. Right. Yeah.
1: So is the next thing to replace the salesperson?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm just picking. Speaking from a marketer standpoint. Yeah. 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 The, uh, <laughs> that is from a marketer standpoint. Uh, I actually, I've heard it from some salespeople as well. Yeah. No, I think the whole question, it's a bigger question about like, you know, machine learning AI and all these buzzwords that we hear. And it's really about like, where does the value get moved? Right. And so it's like more of these basic things that are not valuable. And and by the way, they're not possible because a salesperson has to sleep, right? right. Like this is, with Drift, this bot is available 24-7, 365, right? They're, when you're on vacation, when you're off. And so what we hear the opposite, where we hear from SDRs and sales reps on the other side, like, that this is awesome. We actually have people post on uh, Twitter. They tweet like, this is a hashtag how I drift. And uh, (laughs) if you look through those, those are actually sales reps and marketers hiking mountains, going on vacations, hanging with their kids. Um, They post this on their own because all of a sudden they're able to focus on stuff that really matters versus uh, being tied to to a console, tied to a laptop. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, this is a
1: powerful tool that you've Mm -hmm. built. You've done, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile, you've mm-hmm. done a lot of startups before yeah. this. Yeah. Where did the idea for this come mm-hmm. from, and why did you start the Another startup one? thing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've done this Crazy. so many times. Don't Too many. I, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I left my last company, a company called HubSpot, and I, I was thinking, Maybe I don't start another company, maybe I'll retire, maybe I don't know what. But I was thinking of retiring and uh, and of course my wife, who's we've been together twenty years, she laughs at me, laughs in my yeah. face. She's like, This is never gonna happen. Yeah. You'll you will never retire. <laughs> and so like I started to think about stuff and I said, Okay, if I were gonna do one last company, what would be the criteria? And I thought like, well it have to be a big enough idea that I could do it for a long enough time, it have to matter. I probably wouldn't want to sell it as quickly as I sold all, all the other companies in the past. And and then I started working backwards and saying, okay, what's changed in the world? Mm. And it was kind of like a matrix moment or light bulb moment where all of a sudden I started to think about, wait, the way that we buy, the way that we interact like had so fundamentally changed mm. that even all the stuff that I had built in the past in marketing and sales, I started to look think about it. I'm like, I don't think any of it makes sense anymore. Like, I think the world, like, flipped upside down, like, immediately. Because I had gone from a world where in all those, my past companies, we live in a company-controlled world. The company could dictate the buying process. The company mm. could get back to you whenever you wanted. And we were starting Drift. And I said, it's no longer true. And it's accelerating. And I don't think most companies have realized that the world has fundamentally flipped. It's right. inverted. Yeah. and And so, like, wow, all the stuff I built doesn't make sense anymore. All right. So, like, what would I do now? And it's like... Well, now we need to focus on the buyer. And from a marketing standpoint, this is like something that we've talked about for at least 15 years, right? My entire longer, actually, because my entire career, like the importance of customer experience, like the whole experience management stuff, like all that stuff was, we talked about it. But in B2B, it did not matter because in B2B, as much as you wanted it to be true, companies had all the power. They had very little competition for a long, long time. And so when we have all the power, Then we're going to make people, we're going to dictate what the buying process feels like, what the handoff process feels like, the whole experience. Now that the world's flipped upside down, like now the whole thing has changed. And now we can no longer dictate those things. Now all of a sudden all the stuff that we talked about for 15, 20 years, now it matters. Right? right. It wasn't wrong. It was about timing and mm-hmm. it was about like where the incentives are. Mm-hmm. And now the incentives for every company in the world, I believe, is like how do we get closer to the customer? How do we build that long term relationship because they have infinite choice, they can leave tomorrow. Right. right. And so we no longer have monopolies except for in a very few areas. And even those monopolies are being turned upside down.
1: Well, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Well, if you're you know, stepping back from drift, obviously yeah. that's a good mm-hmm. solution. I'll mm-hmm. give you a little kudos sure. now. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> but if you're a CMO or a head of marketing, is there advice? You've been tracking this mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a long time, this shift. And yep. What would you advise them on to, in general terms to drive better engagement mm-hmm. or to drive through this shift that's happening?
2: Yeah, I believe in the thing I... I talk about every day is like the same from Charlie Munger, which is like invert, always invert. And what I mean by that is like, don't start, start flip the whole model upside down. And for us, it's like, the easiest way to think about it as a marketer is like, start with what would cause you not to be successful, mm-hmm. right? Like, what would, uh, you know, you could flip it and say, how do we start from the customer versus what we want? And the biggest advice I'd give someone is, you have to start with your customer, right? Because these things, we're seeing massive disruption today. Across everything, right? Whether it's Uber or whether it's whatever, it's we we just uh, Apple just announced their cash card. I don't know if right. you saw that, yes. right? yeah. But they yeah. did an announcement today with uh, New York City, and so they're going uh, to accept the cash card instead of the Metro card. If you're if you know the Metro card, that's how you yeah, get on yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. So they are going to get New York City is going to get rid of the Metro card now. So that has wow. been a locked in monopoly forever, and like that, it's gone, right? So like if something. As intricate as getting government to switch this entire thing can can vanish overnight just think about what can happen to your business and if you're not close to that customer Hmm. right all of us are going to be disrupted
1: right well uh, I want to switch gears a little bit and what's what's top of mind Related to marketing mm-hmm. at your company, right yep. now. Yeah, I mean, you guys have hit this. <laughs> yeah. you're hitting your stride. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sure there's stuff up. that you still want to do. You want to break through. Or- yeah,
2: yeah. There's so many things that we're looking at now. We 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 really don't look at. You know, again, we we start by not really looking at what's best in class in B2B or best in class in kind of like our set of companies. We almost never look at those companies. We look at what's best in class and just in the world. Like yeah. what are the best experiences? I think like when all of a sudden you've gone from a world like where you have monopolies to everything is highly commoditized and that accelerating. Now it's like, okay, what's left? There's no moats. There's no moats around software. There are no moats around even processes. Okay. The last thing that you have is a brand that you can build and that experience that people want to buy. And the only thing that we're willing to spend more money on is a great experience. Mm. Okay. So now I start to think about from a marketing standpoint, how do we deliver great experiences? Like what is something that stands out? And so we do lots of, we invest in a lot of untraditional weird things (laughs) to make our company, to make our customers and community and fans and whatever, happy, and other marketers will look at that and be like, well, how do you measure that? How do you think about that? And it's like, look, marketing is actually very simple, performance marketing. Mm -hmm. All the arbitrage that exists for you to go out there, right, is Mm -hmm. exists in areas that are hard to measure and are subscale by definition. Mm -hmm. Anything that is at scale and very easy to measure, whether it's PPC, Facebook ads, insert an example here that you want. The arbitrage is very low. Right. right? By design. By design. Right. And so like, I I talk to marketers about this and uh, most performance marketers, you know, they're so obsessed with tools and this Mm -hmm. and that that they don't get this fundamental thing. And it's like, look, you know, the people who really won in PPC were the people at the beginning. Why? Mm Uh, not because they knew some secret, but because nobody wanted to touch that channel because we couldn't measure it right. and it was a, it wasn't at full scale. Now, obviously, there's still some arbitrage there. It's very small. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Facebook ads. Same thing Instagram ads happening now. So, and all performance marketing. So as a marketer, what you need to do is like you need to be able to do some big bets on things. They can start at a small that fundamentally look like they won't scale that are hard to measure, hard to explain, because that's where the biggest upside is. Some of those will fizzle out. Some of them won't work. This is a series of experimentation. But those will be where your big levers are. Your big levers are not going to be chasing tools and and uh, channels that everyone is already chasing.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it, it mirrors a lot of what's going on in the direct-to-consumer
2: 100%. world
1: with those brands. Mm-hmm. And they're tapping out with those things because yes. it's not the arbitra- arbitrage opportunity. No, it's gone. And they're moving to the traditional channels. Yes. It's uh, crazy. Because it, that is the new arbitrage yeah. for them.
2: And we do the same thing. We do billboards. Yeah. We do right. all sorts of takeovers. We do lots of crazy things that look like a consumer brand. Like A lot right. of stuff that we do would look look like the things that you would see in Adweek that consumer brands right. are doing. That's where the arbitrage opportunities are.
1: Well, I went to the website today. I've been there before, but I had a new lens on it now (laughs) that you're partnering with a big Goliath company, right? I was like, you don't look like an enterprise company. No. But you're selling to enterprise companies, uh, large enterprise companies. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit refreshing, actually, because I kind of could get it. I actually engaged with one of the sales reps, Mm -hmm. and it was a live one because it, Flipped yep. over from the bot, bot. To a person, so you saw that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was enjoyable. It yeah. was it was casual mm-hmm. and was fun, <laughs> and, and that's what
2: people want. Which is right. like uh, we deal with very large enterprise companies, and the thing that we saw early on, which surprised me, was that they were hungry. For change, mm. because these people inside the, these companies knew that the efficacy of the stuff that they were doing was starting to wane, right? Mm. The idea that they were just going to gate ebooks and you know like rely on cold calls and rely on outbound like emails like is you know they were looking for the next thing. Mm. And um, I always say that I would ask. And I still, when I go into a company, I would ask 100% of the marketing people and 100% of the salespeople that I would meet, executives, individual contributors, same question. You know, do you respond to the things that you do? Do you respond to filling out forms for eBooks? Do you, right. do, you do that often? Uh, do you do uh, you respond to these uh, up on emails? Do You respond to cold calls. 100% of the people that I have ever asked laugh at me when I ask right. that. Right. Every one of them will laugh at me, and at which at that point I say. These are the only three things you're doing for your business. Hmm. So, like, these are the only three levers. Everyone in this room is laughing. Right. They think it's the weirdest thing. So, like, have we hit peak insanity when everyone is laughing (laughs) at the thing that they are doing and saying that it would never work on them? Right. And somehow they think it's going to mystically work on, I don't know, magically work on somebody else. It's not. Right. And so, like, people are looking for that authenticity mm-hmm. and that relationship because what we say is like look if you sell anything if you have a sales team then you've never sold anything until we have a we've had a conversation mm-hmm. it's can't right. happen. So as marketers, we have to figure out how do we accelerate conversations versus deflect conversations, and that's the the flip that we're focused on.
1: Love it. Mm-hmm. A couple more questions, sure. more personal in nature, because mm-hmm. I like to do uh, like to get behind the scenes with mm-hmm. the people I'm talking to as well. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
2: Oh man. I love this question. I have a, I'm an obsessive reader, and I'm um, obsessed with role models in this. And we have a podcast that we do around that kind of that. Yeah. Kind What's of your stuff. podcast name? It's called Seeking Wisdom.
1: Okay, so maybe we'll get to you some more subscribers. Oh yeah, too. nice. Yes. <laughs> That'd
2: be awesome. Uh, best part, you know, I feel like there's so many pieces of advice that I rely on. I'd say in the best, I'm gonna give you a meta meta advice. Yeah, okay, so it. the meta advice is like that. I think all of the advice that we need to follow, we all know, we all innately know already. And, uh, and the way I think about it now is that that it takes most of us an entire lifetime to be able to figure out that we already knew what we needed to know, right? And so I think about, and this might sound cryptic, but I th- I kind of think about this sometimes. I think like maybe at my deathbed, the thing, if I have one more thought, the thought will be like, I already, you always knew. Right, like right. you always knew the answers, and it took you years of pain to listen. I always say, like, Mother Nature is the the teacher of last resort. Like, you will learn these lessons. You will either learn by learning from someone else, like through a podcast like this, which is why it's important from an education standpoint. But most people elect not to listen not to learn from that. They will learn through hindsight, aka pain. Right. So right. I, that's my meta advice. You already know the answer. Like, really. <laughs> Lean on this idea of not learning everything through pain, and really listen, uh, learn from others who've already gone through pain.
1: I don't know how I ask a question after that. Yeah, but (laughs) that's great. That's really good advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Made me think. It made me kind of go inside myself there for a second. It's important. But what what's the best source of information for you? Mm -hmm. We, as individuals and Mm -hmm. and business people, we are bombarded by information. Oh, too much
2: information. Right? We've gone from this world of scarce information to you know beyond abundance. You Mm -hmm. know, drowning in information, and so. So what's really important to me right now, and again, you know, I'm, I love reading, is that I try to focus all of my time in reading, not on things that are new, despite writing a book, but like things that are new, but really go back to the classics. And I like to like uh, disproportionately weight my reading to books that have been around for 50, 60, 100 years, because those are where the lessons are, because those are books that have been able to last a lifetime Right, a generation. And that's where the important lessons are. And I think this meta, another give you another meta thing, which is like we are just humans and we have not evolved, right? Mm. And so or not yet. Uh. <laughs> and so we have not evolved for a very long time. What that means is that all of the patterns that we exhibit are all the same. Right? Mm -hmm. The context changed, tools changed, the whatever, you know, the experiences changed, but the lessons are the same. Why? Because we're still humans and we still react in the same way for, so I go back and I read that stuff. I read about how do people make decisions I'm obsessed with social psychology and cognitive mm-hmm. biases and all of these kind of things that I'm obsessed with, like, just how do we, and then evolutionary psychology as well, like, how do we make decisions? How do we think? Mm-hmm. How do we, what do incentives matter? And uh, those are the books that I spend my most time on, and I would suggest people spend time on on those classics.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Last question. Sure. Um, one thing you love, one thing you hate, mm-hmm. or despise, if yeah, you don't despise. like Yeah,
2: despise, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're two sides of the same coin. You know, I love which is no—it's almost meta too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, meta right? too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just operate at a meta level. <laughs> you know, one is the thing that I I love is people who are passionate about whatever they're they are doing. And it doesn't matter to me. It's right. infectious and I, I wanna be around it. It could be painting, it could be spending time with family, it could be baking, it could be whatever it is, like that's infectious to me. I want to be around passionate people only. And the thing that I don't like, the flip side of that, are people who are not passionate about anything. Because right. I can't understand them and I can't relate to them. Right. And so I only wanna be around people who are curious. I think I call it like curious like learning machines who want to learn and get better and be and evolve right because that's our kind of evolutionary imperative to like to evolve and to like to have progression basically and so that's that's my thing awesome well thank thank you so much for coming on the show thank you so much for having me
1: hi it's alan again marketing today was created and produced by me with writing and editing by kevin greeley Social media support by Megan Woods, art and graphic design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to marketing today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners, and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.